Welcome to Women Leading Change, the podcast that amplifies the voices and missions of women changemakers from around the world. My name is Laureen Nolan Card, women's leadership expert, and I'm going to share the strategies that women changemakers use to successfully lead in bold new ways that are in alignment with their values and true to themselves. Listen weekly as I share personal insights and inspiring interviews with women who are being the change they seek to see. So you too can evolve your own leadership skills, grow your own paradigm shifting business and mission and be the change we're all seeking. Joining me today is Tara Whitford. She is a healer, an intuitive, and an international best-selling author. In 2008, Tara was divinely guided to assist people to heal in a spiritual way. She has since devoted her life to understanding the subtle nuances of the human body, the purpose of the processing of emotion, and the significance of the signs we find in our environment. These discoveries have assisted her to understand and communicate how to unlock the body's healing wisdom how the mind can resolve its various challenges and conflicts, and how to highlight how special we all are. She is also the author of A Reference Guide for Empaths, Heal, You Have the Power, and she was a contributing author in Sacred Hearts Rising, Breaking the Silence, One Story at a Time. Thanks, Tira, for being here. Oh, thanks, Lorraine, for having me. It's amazing. Tira, can you tell me and our listeners a little bit about what it is that you are creating in the world? Okay. What I'm creating is I believe that I'm here to help people to understand how to interpret the messages around and within their bodies. Mm. As, a, as an empath, I'm, I've been very gifted to be able to touch people and see and feel um, and know things about them. And so I'm, I'm, I'm putting together a, um, a package where I can share and show people how to do some of that stuff for themselves. And what do you mean by a package? Uh, it's a course. I'm putting together a course to teach people how to interpret their uh, the messages that they get in their bodies. Okay. And so if someone receives a message through their body, it's about how to interpret that? Yes, that's right. Yeah. And, and the body is continuously giving us messages. So, okay. um, you know, it, it might be... Uh, in weight, weight is a is a good message that the body tells us that something is going on. So it could just be that we're not listening, and and the body saying, "Hey, it's time to get up and go for a walk." And we look outside, and it's raining, and we say, "No, no, not today, body. We can't do that because we just might melt in the rain." Or you know, or it could be that there's some trauma that's kind of happened in our past, and the body's holding on to it, saying, "Okay, you still need to look a little bit deeper." You got to kind of figure some of that stuff out. And so this course kind of helps people to just understand something more than you're sick or you're healthy and with nothing in between. Right. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, what the, the goal is? So my perspective of what happens and, and in the 12 years of working with my clients, what I've seen is the majority of people are scared of their bodies. They're scared that their body is going to turn on them and become sick or have cancer or that they, they lower their body because they've gained weight and they're ashamed of that and they're angry um, or they, you know, they, they go through some stuff and go to the doctor and end up with a cocktail of, of different prescriptions that may or may not work or may, you know, may cause more problems because of all of the side effects. And sometimes what happens is just, you know, sitting down and listening to what it is that your body's trying to tell you can stop that vicious cycle of beating yourself up because you're, you know, you're not skinny enough or, or, you know, stopping the fear to say, okay, what else could it be if, you know, if it isn't, if I go to the doctor and they've done all these tests and and it comes back negative, then instead of being mad at my doctor because, you know, because they're not, they're not getting it, 
um, what else could it be? Like, like, where else can I look? Because something is going on. My body's telling me something. But if it's not that I'm sick, then what else is my body telling me? Right. What, what are the messages? What does that look mm, like? Sure. Um, so there's subtle messages about, you know, what, what you can eat and how much exercise you can do. But there's also like the messages of the soul, like you've probably heard of the fight or flight or freeze, right? Yes. That's yes. your body kind of telling you that, that in, in this situation, right, there's, there's a, there's a, an optimal thing that you can do. And, and so we need to listen to that. So that's one of them. Um, if you, um, one of my clients, um, and I can't say the names because sure. everything's in yeah. confidence, but um, she came and she was, she was with uh, a fellow and they had been dating for about a year and a half. And in that year and a half, her pelvic floor became very um, unstable very unstable. And she knew that it wasn't the right connection for her. And, and so, you know, we, we kind of worked through and, and we got them to take a break and we got her to think about maybe not having a romantic relationship with him and her pelvic floor cleaned right up and got, mm. you know, nice and healthy again. Mm. Um, another example is um, a, a fellow I, I work with his wife um but he got a very odd ailment that came in and it was just it was pain that came in all around his his midriff and so they took him to the hospital and the hospital couldn't find anything and nobody really understood what was you know, what was going on and that pain didn't stop, but they sent him home. And so his wife phoned me and I went over and what we found was there was a, a past life event that had happened where, where he was in a car accident and that car had kind of squished him in half. Mm -hmm. And he had a message that he wanted to tell his family that didn't get out in that lifetime. Oh, so wow. it was the same family and with um with the with the messages as the messages came the pain started to release and then he never had that pain again wow so wow it's it's just little things like that it's just different things of of how to look at some of the things that are happening if your body isn't the weight that you feel it should be. And some people feel that they should be heavier and some people feel they should be lighter. But if the body isn't the weight that you feel comfortable, if you don't have energy, if you're, if you're feeling like you're needing to do something or go somewhere or be like go to a different place on the planet, then your body will actually give you all kinds of messages about that. Hmm. Would you like to share with us um, what would be like the first step if I'm somebody who's, um, you know, my body is not feeling really healthy, is not maybe the weight that I want it to be, or um, it's not as vital as I want it to be. What, what would be the first step if I were to come and see you? Yeah, what you, absolutely. What would you do? Yeah. Um, the first step that I would say is when did this start to happen? Mm -hmm. Because when it happened, oftentimes is a clue as to what's going on inside of you. Okay. So we, we usually start to gain weight, if it's about weight, when we're not happy mm -hmm. or when, when something needs to change and we're not changing something. Mm. So then when we can kind of go back and look at some of those things, we can kind of find where, where things need to move, where, where, where we need to look at things a little bit differently. Okay. All right. And, and your course then, is that an online course? It's an online course. Yeah. Okay. So obviously you're not seeing people in person then. So are you guiding people to look at themselves, giving them kind of the, the, the cheat sheet of, of yeah. their own body. How do we yeah, say that? 
That's correct. Yeah. What I'm doing is I'm, I'm taking people through um, some different meditations of how to be mindful of how to really um, feel your body, um, kind of going back in time, kind of seeing where those triggers might be for you and what they might be causing inside of you. Um, we go back and we, um, we look at things like the chakras, because even though for people that aren't really clear about the chakras, um, and they might not believe that the chakras are, you know, anything valuable, um, the chakras are actually the energy fields. And sometimes they just kind of run a little too deep in us and, and cause problems in the spine or, or, you know, some of those things where doctors can't, they're not looking for that stuff. Mm -hmm. so. so are you saying that this kind of something that someone would come to after they've seen a doctor and there's no obvious medical reason or they're about to be prescribed a whole bunch of different medications and maybe there are alternate ways of dealing with, with things. Is that where you would come in? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And um, what I would say is um, if you're willing to try something besides besides the western medicine and i'm not saying doctors aren't good or western mm -hmm. medicine isn't good but if you're willing to try something else if the doctors can't find anything or uh before you go on pills because pills just some of them are good you know like mm -hmm. they're they're out there because the the intention is for them to help us but they seem to cause a lot of side effects a lot of problems and mm -hmm. and sometimes we don't need a pill sometimes we need to have a discussion about something that happened in our past sometimes mm -hmm. we need to you know just kind of take some space away from somebody that's not healthy for us you know, right. and, and it, when we do that, we don't need a pill, <laughs> you know, right, but, right. but if we don't know that, that if we, if we don't know, we can do that to begin with, then we're going to try to stay and kind of ride it out and make it better. And uh, even though our body is really giving us all kinds of signs to, to do something different. Mm -hmm. And so you're not saying that you replace Western medicine, you say, yeah, it sounds like you're, you're, you're alongside of parallel to uh, as an, as another way of assisting your body to be healthy. Yes, thank you. Yes, that that's a that's a really good way to put it. I I don't. Um, I, I know there's a lot of um, energy workers and healers that kind of think that their way is the very best way, um, but I kind of think that all ways are very good ways because mm -hmm. everybody has intentions to help other people to heal their bodies. Mm -hmm. um, this this way is just about getting people more proactive in their own body and kind of figuring out more things about themselves so that they're not giving all their power away. Right. Yes. Yes. There's so much power in the body. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. How did you come to be doing this work? Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Lorene. Um, I am a, uh, as a, as an empath, um, I was, it, it, it's kind of a hard story for me to kind of talk about, but yeah. there are, um, when I was in 2008, I feel like I was visited by, um, by spirit, by angels. And they came in, I was going through a really hard time and, uh, they came in and basically told me I was off path. I wasn't doing what I, what I had agreed in my divine agreement. I didn't even know what a divine agreement was at the time. Mm. And, um, and, and yes, um, from that point, I learned about energy. I learned about um, healing. I learned about my gift as an empath and how to evolve it and turn it into something really quite um, magnificent and something that I feel really good about instead of something that I feel like I'm just being bombarded by. So, mm -hmm. yeah. so you're an empath. What does that mean for you? Yeah, empath means that um, I can feel the sensations of others. So whether that's emotional or whether that's physical or even spiritual. So I've, I've actually written a book on this. It's called uh, Reference Guide for Empaths. And I am um, putting out a new, the kind of latest, greatest edition of it where there are um, 11 different types of empaths that um that that do different things and pick up on different and and on on different energies and if you have one 
chances are you have more than one. So there's the mm-hmm. physical empath and then there's the emotional empath. And, but then there's the, the empath that can pick up on spirits and there's the empath that, you know, can pick up on plants and, <laughs> you know, so, right. and uh, there's the behavioral empath. So when you see somebody kind of behaving out of character when they're around somebody else, you know, that they're probably an empath picking up on that. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating. Um, I heard Gary Zukov, who wrote The Seed of the Soul many years ago. Um, he, he's come back into kind of mainstream Oprah and all of that again. And um, maybe he never left. But uh, he mentions, I think, even way back 25 years ago in The Seed of the Soul, how we are becoming more um, multi-sensory. Uh-huh. And, and his, his uh, belief is that there are more of us multi-sensory people on the earth now than there ever were. And so the, the collective consciousness of all of us is raising the evolution of us in the world right now. And Wonderful. us as a species of human beings. So um, I was just curious, you know, when you wrote about the empath and the different types of empaths and the, and the guidebook to how to be an empath and not be um, taken, you know, down by that, you, you mentioned that you, you didn't know you had a divine contract before you were visited by spirit. Did you know you were an empath before that? I didn't have a word for it. No. Um, I, I, it, it, before I was kind of visited by spirit, um, well, actually, this was before I had my son. I, was, I knew that I had it, but it caused all kinds of problems for me because um, I could feel people's you know, stuff. And then I would, of course, being very compassionate, I would go and say, Hey, how you doing? And I would really offend people Mm. because, (laughs) you know, not everybody wants their stuff aired out with somebody that, you know, unless they choose. And uh, so I had to learn, right. I had to learn, you know, some guidelines and boundaries and, and, um, and when my son was born, there was some things that happened. He had a, had a fall and uh, had a brain injury. Mm-hmm. And it was in that time where I really decided that I was never going to put these gifts away again. I was going to bring them out. They had to help. I just felt like they were going to help. And right. so I, I took them out and I, and I just decided to work them until I could figure out how to make them amazing, make them mm-hmm. feel great. Right. And so maybe I could teach other people, but in the moment I was just wanting to help my son. Right. So. Right. When do you think you first learned to, that you had to put your gifts away? Um, I was, um, I, I actually, I've, I've, written about this a little bit and okay. it's in uh in um the the book called um heal you have the power that's coming out on october the 25th it's not my book it's a compilation oh fantastic and uh, and, and it kind of talks about this a little bit um but what happened the first time i was five and uh and i was in the doctor's office because my mom didn't know what to do with me and um the doctor suggested shock therapy and oh, gosh. so uh, if you want to know what happened, um, October 25th, the book launches. <laughs> Great. Okay. <laughs> and, and you'll give, and tells, yeah, you'll give me the, uh, the link to that and we'll link that. Fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And so I'm assuming that as you grew up, you put your gifts away. And then how old were you when you decided, I'm not going to be putting my gifts away anymore? Yeah, my son was uh, about five months old. So I would have been just 30. Okay. And uh, it, it, it was, uh, that was the moment that that there it's, it's, um, you know, if there was any kind of defining moment where I made a solid decision, and mm-hmm. I've never gone back. Mm-hmm. That was the moment. So what that's great. So you've been using your gifts openly in the world then for for some time. And you are now helping other people to use their gifts or at least not hide them through your writings and your course. I'm curious what kind of adversity or challenges that brought for you when you began to live openly as an, an empath in the world. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting because 
before I decided to live openly with the gift, I had a lot more adversity than when I actually decided that, you know, this is on, it's open, y'all got to deal with it. And yeah, um, yeah I, I had less, uh, less strife. And, and I found that more people, when I would talk openly about it, more people would say, oh, yeah, me too. Or, mm. hey, I know somebody that really is, you know, having a hard time with this. And, and, and I found that the more open I was, the more, um, the more it became the norm, which was fascinating to me because, you know, these things, I, my question is always, why is that? Right. <laughs> you know? but, but, you know, it's, it's kind of just the way that it went. And now, you know, before then, the biggest struggle is, and I still get this sometimes, but I think I just don't feel it the same way where mm-hmm. people kind of look at you like you have three heads or like you're going to, you know, do something really weird and scary. And, um, you know, when I was younger, my big... Um, my big fear was, was that people who don't understand something tend to, to do bad things, right? Like when you, mm. when not you, but when people don't understand things, their reaction is usually not very positive. And so that was always my fear. Mm. But as I grew really strong with being an empath, I discovered that I can read you. you know? right. like I, can, I right. can tell like if, right. if you're not okay and we'll change the topic. Like it's yeah. okay. Right. So yeah. Yeah. What a gift. You, you don't need to guess what's going on. You can read that. Yeah. Amazing. What kind of challenges have there been as you've worked through this though maybe so it hasn't been as challenging as it was before or at least for you once you aligned with your gifts it became there was more ease and uh, for you what kind of challenges have you come up against though um you know I there there are always challenges um part of uh, like I probably have two challenges there's uh one of them is when folks are with me and they can feel the spirit and it, and it feels really good for them and they kind of, you know, believe it. And then they go into the real world. And of course the real world is a lot more busy and cumbersome and it's really a lot harder to connect on your own. Yeah. Um, then, you know, there's, there's a challenge there. So, you know, there's either a challenge that they, they sometimes are feeling like they want to, I've had people kind of say, you know, I, I just want to have a room in your house. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've had somebody, somebody say, well, you know, it's not, uh, it, it can't be real because like it only happens when I'm with you. And when I go home and I try to do it, I can't do it. So, you know, it can't be real <laughs> and, 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 you know, and anything in between. So there's challenges that way. And the other challenge is um, just kind of knowing where to, and how to market this. So, you know, I've had my personal challenges where the stuff that comes into me is really spiritual. And, and like, like I'm all for the woo woo stuff, but there's another part of me that like, I wasn't this way before 2008. Right. (laughs) So there's another part of me that's kind of saying, okay, so how can I reach the people who are a little bit more logical that, you know, so and bridge this somehow. And like, I found some challenges there and I find that, you know, the more that I try to do that, the more, (laughs) the more that I I probably shouldn't try to do that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But, yes. you know, it's just, a, it's a thing that kind of happens inside of me where I, I feel like I want to help more people. Right. So. Yeah. No, that's understandable. So, you, yeah, I can totally see how that might, that might go. And I just feel like the more that you step into the full truth of all that you are, the, the higher your help goes, the higher your gift goes, you know, it, it becomes... It comes to those who need it the most and, and the rest of us, you know, we will, we will love it for what it is and, and it will be so much greater than you can even imagine if you are all that you're meant to be. I just feel like that's, it's such an incredible gift that you have to offer. Um, And my feeling when you were talking about, oh, I need to, you know, how do I bring this to the logical part of the world um my immediate feeling was 
oh, don't do that. Don't dim your light. Don't, don't make it logical. Just bring it on, bring the whole thing on because it's so amazing. It's such a gift. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. And, and that is the challenge, right? The challenge is to stay with it, you know, Mm -hmm. stay with the gift. And, Mm -hmm. and my partner is very logical and, Mm. you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. so, so very spiritual, very spiritual and very, very logical. And every now and then, right. Not so, not so nice and fuzzy. So, but, and so you're meeting that challenge now you're bringing it into the digital world and you've created a course to help people to interpret the messages from their body. Is there anything else that you're bringing into the world that that we haven't touched on yet? Oh, there's, um, uh, there will be, um, a, it's a bit of a journal of my findings. So, um, I'm, I'm going to be creating this journal of my healing findings that is, it'll be, sort of like the Louise, hey, heal your body, except it'll be a little bit different because of course it's coming from me and I'm not sure that it's affirmations that are going to mm. help as much as it's um, just kind of information and um, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's, it's um, mulling right at the moment. So it's coming mm. through, but since 2008, I've had the honor of working with people and sometimes things have been very consistent. And so, right. you know, if, if, for example, we're working with knees, um, you know, and you're having problems or arthritis in the knee, you know, typically the knees, and this, it's the same with um, Louise Hayes' book, if it's going to work with you, it's going to work really well. Right. But if it doesn't work with you, then maybe this one will. So, right. yeah. um, you know, for, for the knees, what I found are um, when we know how to do something another way. And we decide that we're going to go back and do it the old way. Mm. That's typically what lands in the knees. So we get kind of sore knees for really no reason. And, and, uh, you know, pretty soon we've got a little something in there and now, you know, we're just going to call it arthritis because that's just the logical and just life. That's just, we're just, we're not going to look at it anymore. It's just, that's the way it is. Mm -hmm. So, and here's your pills. (laughs) Here's your pills. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Fascinating. I had um, um, a guest on a few weeks back who um, spoke about the chakras and the lower half of our body between our midriff and, and our toes. And she's written a book about the, the chakras in that area that we don't often learn about. And she had, a, like you, a lot of wisdom to share about that. Very interesting that the, the kind of work that's going on is so multifaceted around the body. Now, I just want to bring this in because as a person who's been trained to be very logical and to work from my mind um, for at least the first 30 years of my life, um, I found, I think it was after my children were born and, so, and I started to do some healing work for my body and I, someone said, um, listen to your body. And my response was to chuckle and say, oh my God, no, I can't listen to my body. First of all, I don't. It's just what I get to use I, that, to take my brain from one place to the other. And secondly, <laughs> it's just the vehicle, that's it. It's just the vehicle. And yep. secondly, uh, if I listen, I am not going to be, I'm not going to hear good things. You know, my body is not going to be very happy with me. That's the ticket. That's what just about everybody goes to is that we're, we're self punishing. Mm -hmm. I can't listen because I don't want to hear what it has to say. Cause I had that bag of chips last night or I had that chocolate bar the other day. I had that piece of gum or I didn't go for that run. Oh yeah. We do it all the time. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what the body says. No. So what, what does the body say? The body is kind of not usually punishing you. It's, mm. it's usually trying to tell you direction. Okay, so, so sometimes it can be saying, okay, let's go for a walk. And the more that you say no to that, the more that you won't be able to hear your body. Right. So an example is that I, I, I had gained some weight. And I, menopause was coming in and there was all that kind of stuff and I was trying to figure it out and because that's what I do but I gained some weight and my body kept saying every morning when I'd wake up it would say 50 sit-ups 50 push-ups 
50 setups, 50 push-ups, 50 every morning, right? It's like, I don't want to do 50 push-ups and 50 <laughs> sit-ups. Like, I don't want to. But when I started doing it, I felt way better, right? Mm-hmm. And the body will tell you, and it'll be in ways that you can recognize. It'll sound like that. Go mm-hmm. for a walk. Oh, I can't go for a walk. It's raining outside. I can't mm-hmm. go for a walk. It's, well, here it's snowing these right? days. So will we, the messages, how, how do they come through? What do they look or sound like? How do we know? So sometimes you'll hear them. Sometimes it'll be, okay, usually it's in things that you don't like. Mm. Okay, so it could be a rash. It could be a bump. It Mm. could be weight. um, It could be a mysterious sore that just kind of shows up or a fungus or um, like all of those things are little notices that your body is telling you something really good, really good. Mm. It doesn't look good. doesn't feel good, but it's really good. And it's good when we listen. And we it's follow. good when you listen because whatever it is that your body has to tell you, so your body might be saying, you might think that your body's saying, okay, don't eat those chips, but your body might actually be saying, okay, let's go back to last Saturday. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> last Saturday, this thing happened and it triggered you to want to eat that bag of chips. So let's look at that thing that triggered you last Saturday mm-hmm. because that's really important to look at right now. Right. And we never really know why it's important, but when the body is kind of bringing messages to us like that, it's mm. really a good idea to listen to them because when we listen to them, then we can actually learn something more about maybe what we're doing here, maybe about mm. how to feel better, maybe about how to be feel special. We're all really special and we're all trying to find our special. Mm-hmm. And sometimes just the body messages are here to say, okay, you know what? You're an empath. You've got a gift that is kind of opening and it's really crazy right now because you're not accepting it. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's figure out. Let's figure out about an empath. Right, right. We're all here doing our work and trying to find our way. And I found it interesting that you said that you, you learned that you had a divine contract, but at the time you didn't even know what a, that a divine contract was a thing. Um, What's your divine contract? Well, in, in that moment, um, of course, they come in and they, they said, you know, you're off path and you're not doing what you agreed to do before you came. So I, I think those divine contracts are what we agreed to do before we ever came down to the planet. And for me, mine, I believe from what I can tell so far is to be the empath, is to help people to understand their gifts, is to help people to heal and understand their bodies and not be scared of the journey, not be scared Mm -hmm. of the body. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's a very noble purpose and contract to be on. It's not always easy, right? Like it it sounds really good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I would love to say, oh yeah, and I follow that religiously, but I fall off the bus. Yeah. Thank you for that. Thank you. And you fall off and you get back on, right? Well, it never feels good when you fall off the bus, right? Like I was off the bus for, you know, 30 something years, 30, about 30 years. Um, And actually when in 2008, I was in my 40s. So 40 something years that Mm -hmm. I was off the bus. And although it's okay, it's not nearly the same as, Mm -hmm. you know, being able to hear and follow spirit and seeing the bigger picture and the bigger path and purpose Mm -hmm. and helping people to go from one place to another, like there's nothing like it, but still being human, you know, I still find myself in that, like you were saying, in that place of logic, it's like, well, yeah, but you know, part of me is still logical. Like, what can I do for the logical people? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, like, what can I do so that I don't fight so much with my partner? Right. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, What do you do when you find, um, I've got two questions. One is what do you do when you find you've gone off the path again? Is there something that happens for you so that you're, you get a clue? Oh, darn, I'm off the path. uh, Or you get reminded. And what do you do? Yeah. And, and yes, of course there is, right? Because when you're on path, path feels 
fantastic, right? And and nothing ever feels a hundred percent like the angels have opened up the heavens and there's right. you know the it <laughs> never feels quite like that. But comparatively, when you're on path, you're healthy, you're happy, happy, you're you're able to make sense of things. Um, it it just it feels much better to be here. So when I find like I was kind of alluding to, you know, maybe not alluding, but kind of telling you about how my partner and I have arguments from time to time, that's mm-hmm. a really good indicator for me. When I'm fighting with him, I'm off path. Mm. So so it's time and, and it's so frustrating whenever I fight with like and I, I it's just unbelievably frustrating. And when I find myself there, that is the time to what I do is I go out in nature, I take a nice breath, I take nice time for myself. Right. But there's three things that I do. The first thing that I do is when I know that I'm off path, but but it hasn't really taken me too far down into the into the cauldron. Um, <laughs> I, I meditate and I sit with my, I have three guides that I'll sit with in this meditation and I'll just say, okay, I, I get it. I'm off path. Direct me. And mm. sometimes they'll tell me right away. And sometimes I have to wait. So I'll give it about three days and then I'll just look for all the signs around all the physical signs, all the emotional signs mm. and, and kind of make my um, decisions from there and, and figure out how to get back on path. Mm. Then um, the next thing that I do is to go neutral. I find um, that going neutral is a uh, is another thing that I can do to well when it's really super bad. Um, and I just it doesn't matter what I do. I can't even get myself to that place of being able to meditate because there's so much you know stuff that's swirling mm. around. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I will take myself for a check. I'll walk myself in nature and I'll, I'll check it and say, okay, you know what? I can't make sense. Nothing feels good. If I go, it doesn't feel good. If I stay, it doesn't feel good. So I'm too deep into it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go neutral for three days and I'm not going to, I'm not going to make any decisions one way or the other. Mm -hmm. And, and I'm going to just allow whatever's going to come through to at the, on that fourth day, I'm going to allow myself to feel again on that fourth day and put these things together. So when it gets really crazy that I do that. And the other thing that I do, which is kind of in between where I'm sort of off path, but I'm not really too deep in it. As I ask spirit, I just say, give me a sign, give me a sign in ways that I can recognize that I'm on path. And then I go looking for the signs. Now, what I discovered with the neutral is when you go looking for the signs, you're always going to find them. Right. Mm-hmm. So if you're too deep in the cauldron and, and you're getting all these signs, oh, yeah, 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 you're good. Keep going. Right. Keep going. Keep going. But you're so deep that like you're, you know, it's not feeling good. Then right. it's time to go neutral. Right. Wow. That's great advice. Three great tips. Going neutral. How do you do that? What does that mean? Yeah, um, going neutral for three days really isn't the and very easy thing to do. But going neutral in general, just to talk about neutral, it's it's not a very easy thing to do for most people because mm-hmm. we we want to drive the bus. Mm-hmm. And so for me, neutral for some people, neutral is blank. You just go blank, and you like when I'm when I'm reading with spirit and spirit messages coming in. I just allow the tear apart to be blank and then spirit comes in with whatever pictures or whatever messages come through me. Uh, but to actually have me sit in meditation and go blank, like I'm a, I'm a process, I'm an analyzer. Like I can't do that. So, so for me, neutral doesn't work like that. Where it works for me is where I say, okay, I don't know the answers. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there. And I'm going to imagine that my creator standing right in front of me and I'm not going to tell him how to do that. Like I'm right. going to let him tell me how to do right. that. Him right. or her or they or love or whatever right. that is. Yeah. Right. And I kind of feel like that's happening all the time. Really. I mean, we aren't in control. Yeah. No, nope. really. <laughs> it's, it's a good game. It's a, it's a really good game. It's a good illusion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but really the universe is in control and we're, we're doing what we're meant to be doing. Yeah, that's, that's right. Great advice. Ways to get back on track. 
And how about how you sustain yourself? Because as um, an empath, there can be a lot of challenges, you know, lots of information coming in. Um, the world isn't really set up for um, empaths and their gifts. So what do you do to help with some of the challenges that come with being gifted that way? Yeah, that's a, such a good question. Um, when I when I wrote my book, I really felt like um, there was some of these answers that kind of came in. And, and I'm happy to share some of these here because um, if there's any empaths that are listening, some of these things I've found kind of saved my life. So mm. um, one of the things that the first thing, the first logical thing that I do is to go out in nature and touch a tree and touch the ground. And, and really, even if there's snow on the ground, like just touch a tree, you can always touch a tree. And yeah. if you get a whole bunch of snow on you, you know, you probably were supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> so, So, you know, there's, there's some very uh, lovely nature things like that. And also watch your animals that are paying attention to you. So notice Mm. what you're noticing, watch who's paying attention to you and go in and, and figure out what that animal means to you. So those things are really, really, um, in, on a logical level for me as an empath, those things really serve me well. And on a spiritual realm as an empath, what I've discovered is when I'm feeling, because the empath doesn't even know that it's not there their stuff. And we bring in emotional and and physical. And so when I'm feeling stuff and I'm realizing that like, I've I've had to learn to ask the question, wait a minute, is that mine? Mm. Is that mine? What? Like I'm feeling lousy right now. I feel like somebody just landed on my leg. What did I do to cause that to happen? Okay, nothing. It's not mine. Okay. So that's the first question. What I do to feel like I'm grieving, like what? What on earth could be happening to make me feel like this? Oh, okay, nothing. Right. Maybe it's not mine. And so when you discover that, like, but it's about training yourself to ask that question, is Mm -hmm. it mine? Mm-hmm. And and that's going to be the next book that comes out. That's yeah. the uh, updated book for, from uh, the reference guide for Empaths. Is going to be called "Is It Mine?" Mm. And and then the the next the very next thing is if you are feeling this sensation this heavy, then you are pulling it only a very small fraction from, and you're not even pulling it. You're just feeling a very small fraction from the person that you're picking up on. So they must be going through something quite catastrophic in right. order for you to feel it the way that you're feeling it. You know, right. for most empaths, we pull it in pretty heavy. And so the, the, there's a little exercise for that. And I call it a call to action. And, and what it is, is just to open up the crown chakra, really allow light and love and wisdom and peace and that God energy, if you will, that, mm-hmm. that universal, divine, beautiful energy to come in and just feed you and fill you up until you're overflowing. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing this, you're breathing, you're doing nice, slow inhale, nice, slow exhale. And when you feel or see or imagine that that light is coming, dripping over your head, keep the flow coming in and let that drip go down to Mother Earth. And let her take that energy to wherever it needs to be. Don't direct it. It's none of your business. It's not right. your job. Yeah. So, but, but let her take it and, and take care of it. And that has, that little exercise has saved me so many times. And it's also the exercise that taught me that all empaths are healers. Because when we get the sensation, we're supposed to do something with it. We're not supposed to just run and hide and feel bad because somebody bombarded us with something. Right. Right. And that ties in with something that you said earlier before we got onto the recording about um, being an empath and, and what that means in, in terms of being in the world as an empath openly. Um, and you said something about uh, protection versus being openly healing. Yes. Can you, can you say a little bit about that? Sure. Yeah. Um, the, the information, um, when I discovered that I was an empath, the only thing that I could find out in the world, um, to kind of tell me anything about being empathic said, 
protect yourself. You know, you're, you're being bombarded by other people's energies. You're, you know, that there, um, there's psychic vamp or, uh, energetic vampires and and, just kind of went on and on. Like everybody's got a different term for it, but it all kind of means it's all bad, right? And it's mm-hmm. all really scary stuff. Protect and thyself. Protect, protect, yeah. protect. Like wear yeah. this amulet and say this prayer and get these angels around you and do these things. And, you mm-hmm. know, I, I did all those things when I first, you know, discovered that that this is what was happening. I read and I did these things and, and they would last for, you know, weeks. And then they, then they would kind of eventually dwindle off and then they might last for days and they would dwindle off and then they might last for hours and then they wouldn't work anymore. Mm. And, you know, then I would try the next thing and it would go through the same process and I'd go on and on. And it wasn't until I actually got the call to do this where spirit came in and said, instead of protecting, you're here to help them to heal. So do the call to action. And then I would do the call to action and that would last for an hour and I'd have to do the call to action and it would last for a week. And then I would do the call to action. It would last for a month and I would do the call to action. And it would last for like, I can go into public places now and I don't have to, you know, rush in and rush out and then, and then, you know, put a new oil or a new ambulance, right. you know, I can right. actually enjoy people again and, mm-hmm. and, you know, masses of people. But mm-hmm. when I do feel them, that's my call to do something for them. It's not my call to protect myself. It isn't their energy that's bombarding me. It's my energy that's going and bombarding them and saying, coming back to me saying, hey, this, is, this guy needs this and she needs that and you need to do this for her. But I can't recognize it that way. It, you know, it just, it feels to me just like it's just like they're bombarding me with something. Right. So, yes. That's that the answer, receiver. I went off a bit. No, I love that. I love that. And because I, I, you know, I think there's a message in that for other empaths, especially, you know, young ones, because there is a lot of that energy around protecting yourself. And mm-hmm. my, myself, I found that you can only wear that kind of armor for so long. And then it, you're the one who's trapped under the armor, right? That's right. Yeah, um, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. And yeah. so when you're more opened up, you're able to actually, what I'm hearing is how you open up and spread your power, th- that empathic gift, as you share it and spread it out into the world, you actually are increasing your own personal power. That's right. And so there's no need for protection because you have out beyond your person and out beyond your, your energetic field, this uh, personal power. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I love that message and, and I think that there's a lot of worth in that for people who might find themselves in a very similar situation. So thank you for that. And so if we want to connect with you, Tara, and we want to support you, if our listeners would like to support you financially or in other ways, how can we do that? Yeah, thank you. Thanks for asking that question. So um, to connect with me, uh, the information um, is, the email is info at tarawhitford.com. Okay. And my website is um, tarawhitford.com, nice and easy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's W-H-I-T-F-O-R-D. That's right. And Tira is T-H-Y-R-A. Great. Thank you. So, yeah, that's, that's, um, uh, and, and on our website and, and with our rollouts, like we've got a membership program that we're rolling out right now for, to kind of help people who are gifted or empathic or who want to know more about, um, kind of how to translate their body or their environment or, you know, all kinds of the really, luscious great woo-woo stuff that you know that people are scared of talking about <laughs> but we, we kind of dig really deep into some nice. of that stuff and make it make it make sense um and um and yeah and we have the course we have a course uh to translate your your body that's that's running I, it starts on i believe november 23rd okay. and uh and and it's it's a six module six week online course um, where I go through the things that I know that I could make into very um, easy steps for people to be able to start looking at and reading their bodies 
uh, actually email me at info at tarawhitford.com and we'll send the information to it because our website is under construction right at the moment. So uh, best way to connect with me is to email me. Okay, great. Awesome. And it goes for how long? It's the six week course where it will roll out in six weeks but I also do like a group call with with folks that are taking this course and the calls go for nine and and maybe longer nine weeks uh, because these things tend to not be absorbed right away so I want to make sure that I'm available for when people are you know are kind of working through their stuff and help them as much as I can Mm-hmm. And the membership, is it, it's not, is it open now? The membership is open now. Yeah, oh, we, are, okay. we are taking, um, t- we are accepting um, folks for membership. Um, we're we're kind of taking our list right now. And okay. then we're, um, we're just, we're just so close to just setting it right up. So, Fantastic. and what will happen with membership is, is there'll be a, a written blog, there'll be a video blog, and then there'll be a teaching or an interview every month. Fantastic. And um, um, that will be posted on a, a site where if you're a member, you can go and see the, the past postings just kind of like you do with your stuff. Right. Got you. Okay. So we would also find out about that through info at Tira Whitford.com. Yes, okay. <laughs> we're, we're setting it all up right now. And so, okay. yeah, if you email info at Tira Whitford.com, we'll send you the information. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing so much of yourself and your story. Um, There's so many layers to all of this that I wish we could keep talking, but I I appreciate that you've given the listeners um, a a taste of your world and what you're putting out into the world. And I know that you're making a huge difference. So thank you very much. Yeah. Thank you, Lorraine. Thanks for doing what you're doing because this rocks. It's really nice. Oh, you're welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to iTunes and subscribe. When you leave us a review, I'll select one lucky reviewer each month to receive a special prize. You can also find us on the very special Divas That Care network at divasthatcare.com. Until next time, keep being you.